Hi there, and welcome to Everybody's National Parks. This is part two of our trip report, our winter trip report, to Yellowstone National Park and Grand Tetons National Park. This will focus on the second leg of our trip, the our visit to Grand Tetons National Park in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. As always, I'm joined by my co-producer and wife and partner, Danielle. Hello. And so this was the second part of our, our epic trip uh, right before the holidays to Yellowstone and Grand Tetons. We exited uh, Yellowstone. We drove around uh, in a snowstorm. Uh, to Jackson, uh, Wyoming. So that was a bit of an adventure getting there. Not much to talk about other than driving through snow, uh, a snowstorm. Uh, we did see a weasel, which was a lot of fun on the side of the road, dart across. So that was a, a great, uh, that was a memory from there, but otherwise it was a big slog. And then we arrived in Jackson. So we stayed at a lovely inn called the Rusty Parrot. And again, to preface this, uh, for us, this was a special occasion. It was a, it was Danielle's round number birthday trip, so uh, we we did splurge a little bit. This is not typical. Uh, we're just planning out uh, a trip to Great Smoky Mountains National Park. That's more typical with kind of basic camping and and uh, maybe just a, a cabin stay on the on the margins. This was atypical. That we did splurge a little bit, but it's probably worth talking about just because it was. It was pretty nice. Uh, so anyway, we stayed at the Rusty Parrot, and uh, which, Danielle, would you agree, was a, a nice birthday treat? It was a birthday treat, and I thank you for the surprise and uh, for planning it. So uh, along those lines, the you know obviously we're going to talk a bit about Grand Tetons National Park, but we should talk a little bit about Jackson, Wyoming. That was my, So this was my first time and your first time there, period. So we were there right before Christmas obviously snow on the ground, Jackson Hole all done up for the holiday. So so what's what was your impression of Jackson? It was really beautiful and arriving in town at night after a very precarious seven hour drive in a snowstorm, it was very nice to come around the mountain, down the hill to that traffic light, and then it was all lit up and um we knew we had arrived and most importantly we arrived safely. And uh, it was very nice to see all the lights, the white lights everywhere, and just looking very, very festive. The town square at night is just beautiful, and there's those arches made out of the antlers, um, the elk antlers, that are all lit up with lights. And uh, it, it was just spectacular. It was really nice to arrive in a cute little town right and iconic and but uh, again it, it was it's unlike our other trips uh to definitely glamping when we're staying in an inn in jackson wyoming so it was uh it was definitely a little bit uh a little bit anachronistic to how we usually do things when we're pulling in and setting up a tent but uh, again it was your birthday so it was pretty nice to be in jackson obviously it's also a uh, an affluent community to say the least so uh it was my birthday and we did not have kids in town right that there was that so <laughs> it was so we're there in an affluent area and uh, we stayed at a nice inn but uh, our focus was on the park so we did not ski i think in the winter time the focus is on the neighboring ski slopes not necessarily on tetons but uh we did decide to explore as much as we could. Now, that said, another preface is 
we barely scratched the surface for Grand Tetons National Park. Uh, the winter activities there were fairly limited, and our time was also limited, so we couldn't uh, we couldn't really stretch ourselves to places like Jenny Lake, or or something along those lines. But uh, so this is not at all a comprehensive tour of the park. Uh, we just saw a little bit of it, but probably still worth talking about. Uh, Jackson, Grand Tetons, and some of the other activities uh, that we did. So let's start with uh, with Wednesday when we were there. So so Daniel, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, the tour we took and how that uh, and how that all shaped up? That was nice. So first, in terms of winter, it's, um, you know, most people think of going to Jackson and think of going skiing, uh, downhill skiing, rather. Um, there are a lot of things to do um, in the park, but um, the your entry points to the park are limited. Um, I think there was, a, from what I could tell, um, it seemed like there was just one entrance, um, which is just past the airport. Um by Moose Junction, if I remember correctly. And um, we took a tour. We had a tour guide that, uh, for snowshoeing, and there was one other couple with us, and it was a very nice time, really beautiful, and it was really nice to go with someone who could tell us some of the history and some of what we were seeing and point out the animal prints we were seeing and what animals they were from and... Um, seeing marks on the trees and what animals made those marks and things like that. So that's pretty cool. And um, I haven't done this long enough to uh, have noticed and known what I'm seeing myself. So um, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that aspect. We definitely could have done snowshoeing on our own, which we did later in the week. Um, We went back uh, to not the exact same spot. Um, and it was enjoyable, but I liked having someone t- knowledgeable of the area to tell us and give us information. So along those lines, and this I want to I want to pull the thread with you on this a bit because uh, probably the theme of this particular leg of our trip is we did sign up for tours through private uh, private uh, concessionaires uh, in the park. So this wasn't through the NPS. It wasn't a ranger led tour. These were private uh, private companies leading tours. Uh, what, what generally speaking, what do you think the experience was for for these tours? So you just said you you liked having the guide there, and she was lovely. Uh, but generally speaking, you, you know, how do you think this all sorted out for us? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't think I would do it again because it was very expensive. I think um, don't remember exact cost, but it was more than it probably should have been. Oh, I do. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you do, <laughs> because you were the planner on this, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the long and short of it. Um, we also, the other couple that was with us, uh, they they were interesting to meet too and wouldn't have met them otherwise. So I liked that as well. Um, I want to say where we went. We went near Taggart Lake, um, which is off of Teton Park Road. Um, that's where we, we did our snowshoeing. Um, did you want to say anything else about it? I mean, that was just mostly if I, since I was kind of ignorant of the cost, I enjoyed it, but, um, no, I, I, I enjoy it. I'm leading the, I don't the, know that I have other complaints about it besides that. No, I'm leading the witness here. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. And, and our, our guide was great, but again, it's, uh, I think what I learned 
is a couple things. One, it's Jackson, Wyoming, so you're paying a bit of a premium than probably we would at another park, or at least our experience at another park. Um, and and two, when I w- it may be shame on me when I was planning this out, but when I was planning this out and thinking about a uh, private tours, I was thinking about access to places that other we otherwise wouldn't be able to get to. Oh, that makes sense exactly. So it was a, you know I'm paying a, I'll pay a premium to go somewhere in the winter that we probably can't get to. That maybe there's only a concession through the concessionaire to get to. Maybe it's a, a more of a hidden spot. Uh, you know, Taggart Lake was you pull right up, and it was pretty obvious, and you you can go you can go tool around. So there was no there's no barrier to entry for us if we decided to do that ourselves. Uh, other what we would have lost is maybe some of the, uh, the knowledge that the guide gave us. But in terms of snowshoeing around, uh, we didn't necessarily we didn't necessarily need that. So, and that to me was a theme. We we had signed up for a few of these tours, and it was great. But I feel like uh, it was a bit of a rookie move that uh, uh, if we ever go back, as you said, we, we don't we, we don't need this at all. So to to that end, and we'll go back to lunch because lunch was pretty cool. But the afternoon we went, which is a big favorite, is the Elk Refuge. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about the Elk Refuge? Yeah, that that was enjoyable. And I know if our kids were, were with us, they would have loved it. So um, there's... A visitor center um, just at the edge of town where you buy your tickets, you park there, buy your tickets for the tour, and then they shuttle you down. It's just like one or two miles down the road, again, um, in the direction towards the airport. And um, and then you take a sleigh ride, a horse-drawn sleigh ride through the refuge, and um, that is the only way to visit to visit it and it has a short season um i think it was december through um february or possibly early march depending on the weather and depending on you know the migration of the elk uh i think we were probably on the sleigh for 40 minutes or so and you know you see them you're in very close proximity and uh great opportunities for uh, photos and um, and then the guide also gives you interesting information about the elk as well and it's a group sleigh so it's th- so don't envision oh, yeah. the two of us on the back of a sleigh under a blanket like, which uh, is what I, the impression I had I didn't yeah, know <laughs> I didn't know um, what to expect and so when Brian told me oh this is what we're doing today I was expecting oh how romantic and we're in a horse-drawn sleigh and it's just for us and no, that was our, not the case <laughs> that and, and 20 of our closest friends right so it was but w- again fine but uh, uh, the other end of, is if if cost is a consideration the elk refuge goes right by the highway to the airport so again if i had envisioned for whatever reason elk refuge i guess refuge right i i, I thought this was gonna be an out of the way place difficult to get to so if your goal is just to put eyeballs on elk um <laughs> you, you can they're everywhere right just you go can, up, go to the airport and you will see <laughs> you can have eyeballs on elk you may Tons. not get as close as we did with the sleigh ride and have the ambience of a sleigh ride and then of course the the fellow driving the sleigh was was knowledgeable and and uh was very helpful in in and talking a little bit about uh the details of the elk and their migratory habits but Again, if your goal is I want to save a few bucks and I just want to 
see what an elk looks like and take my binocs with you. You can do that without going paying to go to the elk refuge. But I want to back up because we had a uh, we had a pretty good. Uh, I would recommend this. And again, this is what the guide had recommended. It was in other guidebooks during our research, but uh, hard putting an image to it. But we had lunch at Dornan. So, so you want to talk a little bit about what Dornan's uh, Dornan's is and uh, where it is? So this is a restaurant also on that same um, road to to enter the park, Teton Park Road, um, and it's just on the right. You'll see a sign for it. It's before you get to the visitor center, um, but you're turning off that main road uh, for the airport. And um, oh, it's a it's a bar, it's a wine store, and it's a restaurant, and it's facing the the Tetons and the whole. One whole wall is just all windows looking out at this spectacular view. Um, the food is fine. It's not necessarily spectacular. I actually really liked what I ate. Um, I had bolognese, and it was delicious, and it was nice after being really cold. Um, and, uh, yeah, pretty nice place to have a drink or warm up with a tea or coffee or a cocktail. And um, after being out... Uh, snowshoeing or cross country skiing or whatever you're out doing. Yeah, you just can't. You couldn't beat the. You couldn't beat the views, right? So yeah, you're uh, that, going there for sure for the view. So uh, so that was uh, that was our Wednesday, and uh, we we headed back to Jackson, and I guess a little bit to talk about for Jackson. Some of our uh, uh, we went out to dinner uh, both nights, but also uh, we did check out a few of the bars, and it probably worth talking about. The Million Dollar Cowboy Bar. Yeah, that's fun. Um, the bar stools are saddles, and uh, there's just lots of really cool murals, and maybe it's a little bit kitschy, but it's I really enjoyed it, and very fun cocktails, too. So, yeah, I mean, we're tourists, so we, we did the tourist thing, but mm-hmm. it was it was a lot of fun, and uh, just and it's a big place, but going in there and, and uh, having a drink or two and sitting on the saddles at the bar instead of the bar stools, so... Uh, I, I have no idea if locals go there or not, but uh, we're not locals, so I, I, I don't mind going. It was a lot exactly. of fun. And there was another bar that we were too wiped out to go to. I think it was called Silver Dollar. Do you remember? I, th- I think that was the yeah, name of it. Yeah, that's right. And um, which our friends of ours said has fantastic live music on Tuesday nights. So if you're on in town and they're on a Tuesday, you should check it out. So that brought, brings us to Thursday, and uh, we split that day into another wildlife tour. So uh, this one, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about what we did on this tour? So this one, um, again, we had a driver, and same same theme of what Brian already mentioned. Um, we these are our public roads. Uh, I guess this. The guide knows where to go, but once we did it once, we could do it again ourselves. And so we went um, seeking out, and what did we end up seeing? Sadly, we did not see any moose, which I was greatly disappointed in. We saw tons of bison. Um, We saw elk. Besides seeing elk on the refuge the day before, this was actually kind of cool. We saw the migration of elk, like, coming down the mountain, um, like from maybe it, it was the mountain range just before Gros Ventre 
and then um, crossing over the road to then go into the refuge. That was pretty neat. Um, And we sat for a while looking at that. What else did we see? We saw um, bighorn sheep. We saw eagles. And um, these are all public roads that anyone can drive on. So what we did is we drove out of town in the direction of the airport. That is supposed to be a really good spot to see moose. Everyone we talked to later on in the day was shocked that we didn't see any moose the whole time. Um, And then we uh, turned for the road to Grovanta Junction uh, along the Grovanta River, which is really gorgeous. And we saw what you call, what they called um, ghost trees. So rather than just like snow falling on the trees, you're seeing um, the condensation freezing on the trees, which we also mentioned. um, We talked about that in our in part one of this uh, talking about Yellowstone. I think that was, uh, it, it wasn't just the animal tour. Part of uh, part of what I really enjoyed about the tour was also the landscape, right? It, it, you have the you have the Tetons there and you the ghost trees, the Snake River. So to me, what was even uh, as enjoyable as seeing the animals was just the spectacular landscape, especially started early in the morning. So the lighting was great steam coming off the Snake mm-hmm. River, the ghost trees, uh, even not seeing any animals. I found that very, uh, uh, not just, just it's also relaxing. It was vacation. So mm-hmm. just seeing that and hearing that and taking in that landscape, I, I very much enjoyed that. Right. And there's something to be said for being a passenger in the car and not having to drive and watch the roads and being able to just enjoy the view. So that that was nice. Um, so... We went along the Grovanta River, past Mormon Row, to um, the town of Kelly, and then you turn left there and just keep going. Um, and uh, then we went back to Teton Park Road at Moose Junction um, on the road past Murray Ranch towards the uh, Lawrence S. Rockefeller Preserve, um, hoping to see moose, but didn't. Right, and so the the bottom line here is, uh, again, I had envisioned wildlife tour, you know, tracking through trails or or side roads that are unmarked. Uh, these were these were clearly marked public thoroughfares, public roads, and and main and, roads too. And main roads. So basically, get an early start, have your binocs with you, and uh, this is something that you know you can do on your own. In fact, that's what we ended up doing on Friday morning. To uh, to find the elusive moose, which we did. Spoiler alert: we found the moose. But we, we, <laughs> we you know, after that, and so so that's why I think Daniel's kind of giving you a kind of description of where to go because uh, uh, this isn't a treasure map. It's pretty main thoroughfares, and you can go on a circuit. And as long as you don't mind driving, uh, get an early start. You'll see all the animals you can you can possibly want, give or take some animals and maybe a little fickle like like moose for us. But uh, apparently that was that was more. Uh, on us, bad luck on us than the moose, right? There. Right. Apparently, there were moose in the main square of Jackson <laughs> right. the day before, just hanging out. Um, so, yeah, so moose are around. And in terms of getting an early start, the tip I got from uh, from people was get an early start, especially, um, you know, try to get out earlier before other people and other guides because animals 
move along. And so it, it's best to be on the early side and get to see them before they start moving and getting further away from people. Which reminds me, it reminded me, we had talked about this uh, during the trip of uh, a trip we took a long, long time ago to Assateague and Chincoteague <laughs> uh, down in Virginia. And uh, uh, of course they have wild horses there. And uh, we went down there to camp. This was years ago. And we were there for a weekend. Did not see a horse. And I thought, well, you know, maybe these they're wild animals. They're probably tough to see. And, and you know, you, it's hit or miss. Uh, didn't see a horse. And and when we got back, we told everyone, and no one could believe us. Apparently, the horses are everywhere and get into everything and to the point where some people find them to be pests, right? And, and somehow, we avoided them or they avoided us the entire time. So I had deja vu with, with moose uh, where – uh, most folks are telling us that moose are ever, you just missed them. They're, they were right here. You missed them. But, uh, again, happy ending. We did see a, a female moose on our way out. But, uh, I guess before we get to that, our afternoon on Thursday, we did. Oh, I just wanted to mention one thing. Um, well, two things actually. First, uh, <laughs> my friends just went to uh, Chickatee and Astique last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> horses everywhere. Yeah. Horses everywhere. Pooping everywhere, getting into everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, secondly, um, I just wanted to mention the bighorn sheep cause there is a specific spot to see the bighorn sheep. Oh yeah. So, um, you would head back to town, go towards the hospital, past the hospital and then hang a left. And it would basically be like going towards, um, the back side of the elk refuge and there's, um, cliffs and mountains and you'll see other cars stopping to look at the big elk sheep uh the bighorn sheep as well so um that's where they are on the left um uh past the hospital you hang left and towards the um back of the uh elk refuge and so the afternoon let's see what did we do in the afternoon that day we uh we went out to oh we went cross country skiing that's right the, the Teton Pines Nordic Center in Teton Village, which uh, in more temperate times is a golf course. And like a lot of these places, in the uh, when the snow comes, uh, it becomes a great cross-country skiing track. So uh, we did that in the afternoon. That was uh, just to, to, after sitting and being passive uh, in the back of a van. It felt great to get out in the fresh air and... Uh, uh, get the heart pump and getting the uh, heart pumping and getting the endorphins rolling. So that's what we did for a little while in the afternoon. Yeah, that was nice. And um, cross country skiing, I love it and can't wait to do it again. Me too. I fell a lot uh, on that for whatever reason. <laughs> that particular afternoon, I don't know where it was. My inner <laughs> ear wasn't 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 working or whatever. But uh, I fell a lot. But it was a lot of fun. And uh, then we did a little bit of uh, we did a little bit of hotel hopping after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we go to more than one or we just went to, uh, Amangani? Right. The well, right. A little bit. I meant one. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, we needed hot chocolate after that. Although it wasn't terribly cold, we both took it off several layers yeah. when we were cross country skiing, um, and, uh, treated ourselves to some spiked hot chocolate with a magnificent view and some fun little snacks. And uh, Amangani is a very nice, super-duper fancy, super-expensive hotel. Right. Uh, but I recommend the hot chocolate. The only, uh, the only Amman property in North America, from what I, from what I understand, it's, a, it's a, mostly an Asian-based hotel chain 
so you know it, it, it for us to stop in and and see the sights and see where it is uh and have a hot chocolate was uh, a great way to see it without spending uh what they charge per night so uh that was fun and you know if you're in jackson and it's high end uh yeah might as well do some hotel hopping and seeing what some of these magnificent places look like and someone also recommended to us hot chocolate at the four seasons so um you know pick your hotel and uh get some hot chocolate after hitting the the slopes or other snow activities so so finally after that uh the, the we were leaving on friday but we had the morning so it was the hunt to see a moose. So that uh, uh, let me I should preface this. I have never seen a moose in the wild, right? Me so they don't really they don't really grow on Long Island. So uh, we haven't <laughs> I haven't seen a moose in the wild. So I was desperate to see one as you were. So uh yeah, we we and, and you know, this we did this on our own. We we just at this point now we knew where where they hung out. We had asked around and uh then we were we were bound and determined to see if we can uh Mm-hmm. Put eyeballs on one. So, uh, and we saw the moose right at the turnoff for the airport. That corner, um, where you're coming from town towards the airport, and then you turn left into the the road for the airport. It that moose, that female moose, was just hanging out, just chilling in that corner, and we were so happy. Yep. And it was the first thing like we we knew where we were going to drive. And we saw it right away, so we checked that box. Yep. And um, we, I really wanted to see, you know, a male with antlers, but we didn't get to see that. So mission accomplished. And uh, then continuing kind of the idea of, uh, you know, Friday we we can we've got the lay of the land and we can kind of do this ourselves. We, uh, uh, we yeah, we, did we some retraced. Yep. Oh well, we also retraced our steps of the or our drive. Uh, to try and see more wildlife. And we saw some pretty cool stuff on our own, too. That's when we saw a bison migration. Oh, yeah. Um, on the side of the mountain. And it that was one of the coolest views I've ever seen. Um, very, uh, I feel like we keep using this word, but iconic. <laughs> right. No, it was. I mean, I think that's the right use of the word. It, uh, you know, it seems like something that would be on a postcard, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it, yeah, I think it uh that was a great way to start winding up the trip is uh, before we jumped on an airplane, we got some fresh air, did a little bit of snowshoeing as well. Uh again, just to just to get the blood pumping, we did that in the uh in the uh, Lawrence Rockefeller uh towards the Lawrence Rockefeller Preserve and uh I don't know, that was just a great way out in the woods before uh, we had to spend the whole day on an airplane. Right. Uh, and that was it for our trip. So, again, just scratching the bare surface. Yeah, and I want to make a note of the drive, which, I mean, the travel, rather. And um, stop me if we already talked about this during our last one, but I, I'm i thinking of this because particularly on our return trip when we left Jackson, there was a snowstorm coming, and Delta had canceled all their flights. People were scrambling, trying to get on our flight, trying to rebook, and... I was just so grateful that everything worked out with our travel and we only had, you know, maybe a one or two hour delay sometime along our travel. But other than that, everything went smoothly and I just felt very lucky with that. Yeah. Touch wood. That was pretty fortunate. Um, So that's it. Again, seeing uh, where how we spent our time in the Tetons just a few days, uh, I do feel. Uh, better equipped when we go back, be it in the winter, uh, and if it's in more uh, temperate weather, uh, 
a bit equipped, but also very excited to really expand out and see much, much more of the park. Again, I think we, you know, if it's the ocean, we dipped our toe in. Uh, you know, we didn't. I really can't. I really can't claim that I now know Grand Tetons Park very no. well, but it's uh, just an introduction. And um, some of our friends who have been there said they they love it in summer. That's their favorite time to be there. Um, so we'll have to uh, try and do that sometime. And another thing I want to note is that whenever we go to a national park, we always go to the visitor center. Um, we always check out the schedule of ranger-led activities, um, check out whatever exhibits that they have set up in the visitor center. The visitor center is closed this time of year, or at least while we were there. Maybe it hadn't opened yet. I, I think it was just closed for the season. We or we were there early in the season because we were there right before Christmas. So mm -hmm. it may... It may have gotten rolling after the holidays for the true, the true winter, January, February, March, I think. Um, maybe. One more thing I want to say. Uh, one of my favorite things about Jackson, Wyoming is Huckleberry. Huckleberry anything, whether it's Huckleberry cocktails, Huckleberry hot chocolate with Huckleberry liqueur, Huckleberry jam, Huckleberry syrup, Huckleberry pancakes and waffles. Um, I could not get enough of Huckleberry. Yeah, it was great, and uh, you know, for the gifts we had for some for some folks who helped us with this trip, you know, it was uh, it was easy to buy the jam or the uh, hot chocolate mix. So that was our that was our go to uh, our go to gift coming from Jackson. So with that, that is the that is part two of our grand trip to the Greater Yellowstone ecosystem in winter. Uh, for Danielle's birthday. So uh, again, I think the the theme here is we just we feel great having gone having gone in winter and seeing that perspective with a little bit less, uh, a lot less people around. I, I'm really going to value and treasure that. But also, uh, I really want to go when it's summertime. Now I really want to get back in there and uh, and and see it uh, in a different climate and uh, really get back out in the woods a bit and get off the beaten track. So that's what I'm looking forward to next. Great. I look forward to it, too. Uh, so with that, that's uh, uh, Everybody's National Parks, and we will uh, see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Everybody's National Parks. Please tell your friends, write a review, like us on Twitter and Facebook. Most of all, enjoy exploring the national parks with your family. Bye for now. <laughs>